open up my window. Okay, are we on? Kathy. We're on, we're recording. Hi, Kath. Hi, Don. Hi, Addie. There's like a bunch staring at us going, okay, you're going to start yet? Because it went six, five, four, three, two, one. I didn't What's laugh. I'm waiting for you to laugh. I didn't I did laugh. For you, to laugh. <laughs> you did laugh. Okay. Because you said don't laugh. First all of right. all, everybody, yes. it's a banner day. And I don't know if my mic is too no, loud, great. I have to say. No, Addie will decide because there's lots of red in my little studio oh. here. Yeah, well, oh, I think so you, you sound, sound good. good to me. Yeah. For the first time, we actually plugged ourselves in and all of the equipment that we want to use is actually working. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure the world stops today. Pretty sure it's the end of times. And I, I'm i pretty sure this is going to be the last podcast. <laughs> that's, that's just my prediction. Today is a day of predictions. And that's my prediction. Now that we've mastered it and we've, we're plugged in, everything sounds great. It's the end. And, you know, and we we've never had more more participation by listeners. We've never it's never been better. We're gonna end at the very top. So I wanna say to everybody, I love you. This has been a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye. It's been great. Whatever the other side is is gonna be even better. So, you know, yes. That's so funny. It is very so, funny. So today is a day of predictions because it's the Kentucky Derby today. And now listen carefully, folks out there. Don't send me hate. Last time we talked about horse racing last year, someone sent me a how cruel it is um, as a sport. And I say, if you type that out on a smartphone, just put it the fuck away. Because unless you don't own a, a smartphone, don't talk to me about cruelty, people. Because there are little oh. children enslaved in Africa getting the parts for your cell phone. And it's the reality. Do I like it? No, I do not. But I accept my place on the food chain. You should too. Do I vote? Do I support? Do I try? Yeah, I do. But we all can't be perfect. So if you want to type me something about being a better human on a fucking smartphone, take a seat. So there's that. Okay. So what I'm what I'm hearing is you are <laughs> going to disclaimer. Wait, <laughs> if you are going to send some out, please do it in magazine letters. <laughs> Right, right. Clip and paste, clip and paste from your zine, from your fanzine, and I will accept it. I'll accept it happily. But if it's if you're typing it on a smartphone, mm-mm, no, no, sorry. Okay, so, are you, are you, so Kathy, Donna was on her high horse. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Although I do miss last year, Kathy. Do you remember we watched it together? And we did. Do you, the 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 horse I bet on had the dumbest name in the whole wide world, and it was Soup and Sandwich. I loved it. We had a yeah. such a good time. Soup we had a very good time, and your pick did come in. Um, it did. It did. So um, yeah. So today we are picking our horses. Super I picked fun. my horses. I picked my horses. I did it through like how I uh, choose people's um, ascended master. <laughs> go, you go through a list, and then I shake my head, and then when something clicks, like comes up. That's it. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. Except for uh, winning uh, lottery tickets or lotto numbers, as Donna and I were going to talk about. Yeah. But 
like uh go ahead donna a ask the question okay ask here's the, the question. million dollar question here's the million dollar question when i sit down at free advice for a dollar so can you tell me the winning lottery numbers no i can't <laughs> that's your answer for advice no i cannot i cannot why not do that. why not because if I can't choose it, if I can't choose it for myself, why am I going to give you the numbers? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody knows this story, but I'm going to tell the story again because we have new listeners. Every story we say is a true story. There are witnesses and it is true. My ex-boyfriend, before I met my husband, we were just starting to date and he was going to come over to my house. It was in March. It was, and I circled on my calendar March, March 6th that I needed to play the lottery or I needed to get a scratch off. It was a winning day. I wasn't able to get out of the house because Donovan was having some form of thing. And he said, listen, instead of uh, going out, I want to come over. And I said, can you please stop at the Sitco station and can you grab a $20 scratch off? By the way, that's the Sitco station where the police were called on us. Correct. <laughs> Correct. The karma <laughs> is there. It's alive. Longtime listeners will... <laughs> We'll revel in that story when yes. 911 was called on the scary sisters. Yep. Yes. So before I preface this, the, before I go on with the story, I just want to say I had a conversation with this so-called ex. We were, we were, Donna was away and we were shoveling the driveway and we were playing like questions and just talking. And he said, and I said, lover, he said, love or money. And I said, love. And he said, I choose money. Because you could buy love. This was the kind of asshole he was. Uh -huh. So I said, well, that's not going to bring you joy in life. So we just had that conversation a week before. This was in February. End of uh -huh. February. And then March 6th, I had circled this on my calendar. So he, he goes and he gets a, a he, he said he's on his way. He goes to the, to the gas station. He gets the $20 thing. And he calls me up and he's He buys a $20 scratch off. Yeah. Buys a $20 scratch off and decides he's going to scratch it off. He starts crying, and I said, are you okay? What's going on? He says, no, I'm not okay. I'm okay, but not okay. I don't know what to do. I thought he hit a deer or a person. I thought an accident happened. He had won $100,000 on the fucking scratch-off. True story. Yeah. And I remember it was late at night, it was and you were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And so I jump up thinking somebody's dead. Right. And then... So I I said, he put it in over. your pocket and he get over. It was a set. It was like a Friday. And then you can't we had yeah. to wait until Monday. Mm -hmm. So I said, get, just put it in your pocket and come on over. We'll put it in a safe. So he just left it in his leather jacket and wore his leather, slept in his leather jacket the whole night. Yeah. So <laughs> I told him to get the ticket. Cause I did contemplate finding him and hitting him over the I head don't know why. baseball bat and stealing in hindsight, in hindsight, know, we were, we were way too instinct. nice. I know we were way too nice. Guess how much Should that have mugged that little motherfucker. Guess how much that motherfucker gave me. I, I remember. No, no, Nothing. no. No, Kathy, you're wrong. You're what wrong. What did he give me? What's... He asked me, what's what's at the top of your list that you need for the house? He did? And you know what I said? Yeah. And I told him a couple things. And he chose, he bought us fire extinguishers. He bought us two $30 fire extinguishers. Oh, great. Okay. Okay, still, so. he, still, he gave me nothing. He gave me. No, he took you on vacation. No, he asked me if I would go on vacation with him. I did not want to go to Aruba. Yeah, he, yeah. He 
he wanted, he didn't want to go by himself. And it was the worst trip of my life. And I said to him when I, I just, I was still trying to figure myself out. It was the worst trip because you have to understand he was a mini me of, of, of hell evil spawn who only thought about himself and he didn't even want to be seen with me because I was fat and he left me alone and guess what happened to him? He went to go play with, with pretty girls in, in volleyball on the beach and I ended up making friends near the pool and he stubbed his toe so bad he needed to have stitches. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And he was held up. And I said, go ahead and mess with me, motherfucker. Go ahead. You want to go back and leave me alone in a foreign place? That's fine. He, he, he gambled all our money. Mm-hmm. Mom had to send me money so I could get back safe. So thank you, Mom, for that. And Dad. And he, he, he totally gambled everything away. He had nothing. But guess mm-hmm. then what happened? So there was a whole situation that happened with him. Finally, whatever. Henry comes in my life. I'm like, we can't be together anymore. And I found love. And he found money. And guess who still has love? Me. Guess who's poor and is miserable? Him. That's the lesson. That's why sometimes giving you the lottery numbers is not going to solve your life. Because that's just not your fate. You will pick your own numbers and you will win if that is your destiny. Mm-hmm. That's the story. Uh, Do you see me revved up? Do you see the fire? I'm scared of you right now. Jesus. I think I need to forgive him or something because I didn't realize how much that selfishness. Mm. I don't ask for anything. Like, I don't, I'm not like, I don't sit here and say, I did this for you. I'm not a tip for tap person. I give because I love, but I asked him to get that for me. And that, and I wasn't strong enough to have you hit him over the head. <laughs> yeah, and at that I point, like we weren't even like friendly because he was he was rude. He was, he was the selfish, he, rude guy, and you awful. and I fought was... a lot over him. To <sighs> be honest, listen, it's okay. I I hope you forgive me. I was still learning who I am. It, I, yeah, I, I do him. forgive I, you. I picked mm-hmm. I picked him because he wasn't going to hurt me. That's all it was. Yeah. And I yeah. say he just wasn't Eric and he wasn't good. He never, he never hurt me. He never really, he was psychologically bad, but he wouldn't physically then, hurt me. He was little. Then, then you remember, um, remember when uh, Chris and I played that joke on you with the clown? Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the motivating factors of Chris doing that to you, he was like, what John is going to show his true colors. And so you have a fear of clowns. And of course, I like pranking you and scaring you. Right. Right. And um, that's our purpose in life. That's that's (laughs) one of my contracts. It was in a contract. One of our things. Our father, our father trained us well. He used to call me (laughs) Kato because I could sit at the top of a closet shelf for about an hour being patient, waiting for him to come home from work and jump out at him. Right. But and, can I just say one thing? And I was I, like 15 years old, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't like seven. But you don't have patience to walk me through a paragraph I need help with. So like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't have patience for you laughing at the top of our podcast. Those are true statements. <laughs> Listen, multiple do. things can be true at the same time. So, <laughs> so, um, look, I lost my train. Oh, pranking you. And so, Early, like Chris and I had only been dating for a couple of months and he had discovered that you had this fear of clowns and your life, your laugh is very, making you laugh till you pee is a fun time. Addie's nodding. She agrees. So to the world's entertainment, 
it is to everybody's benefit that I make you laugh until you pee. We've okay. made a podcast for it. We're actually making money out of Kathy. So I know. I, I understand. That. I, I know my okay. role. Know my role. <laughs> know your role. So we were at a flea market and found this janky old weird ass fucking clown toy that its arms were too long for its body because at some point it probably was connected to like to like symbols or something so it made it super creepy brought it home right brought it home and chris said and i had been complaining about your boyfriend by the way Mm -hmm. i don't blame you yes yes and you and i had just argued about him and 100 right in everything (laughs) in the argument (laughs) and chris chris was like this is going to show his true colors and so it took us a long time to decide exactly how we were going to scare you. You and him and the kids were out for the day. We came home before you. We put the clown um, in front of the toilet on the bathroom, you know, on the tub. So when you sat down to go to the bathroom, because inevitably you and I have the same disease where we have to pee whenever we arrive someplace. And mm-hmm. we could have just peed before we left, but we still have to pee when we get there. Mm-hmm. TMI. So I knew you were going to run up the stairs to go to the bathroom first. So we put the clown there and we hid in my bed and waited and waited for you to come home. So you come home, you sit down on the toilet and it was wonderful. We had the perfect reaction. You went, oh, ah, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like you had this crazy like siren buildup. Echoey in the in the and we just started laughing. You were like, "What?" And you like it was the best. And so, of course, your boyfriend hears you, and comes running up the stairs. And you're like, "Get it out! Get it out! Get it out!" You you have the fantastic reaction as you should. And and what does he do? Oh, he antagonizes and does it more. Yeah, exactly. And Chris, and so then you came in, <laughs> the best part was you came in, you didn't even pull your pants up and you came, you know, in like Morticia with your pants at your ankles to, the hit, walk, the to, walk. to hit me and Chris, how evil we were. But, but in hindsight, when we talk about that, it's really mm-hmm. about him showing his true colors. And Chris was like, that guy is going to show his true colors. He was, he was a hundred percent right. 100% right. You know, in hindsight, you can't change it, but there's definitely yeah. like growing up and we make we, our relationships, but I, I didn't see the signs. I did not you know, see the signs. You know, I, I just had this conversation with a friend about she had, uh, she, this friend is um, recovering from a really horrible relationship with a true narcissist. Narcissist and gaslighting are being thrown around like, like everybody is a narcissist and everybody's being gaslit. This mm-hmm. This particular situation truly 100% was a narcissist, psych- psychiatric, you know, psychiatric analysis had happened. And she really is recovering from this. And it's taken her a long time to get comfortable with someone. We had a, co- we had a conversation about, you know, sometimes um, it's not for, it's not the next, the next step you, you take after getting out of a long-term hurting relationship is not going to be the relationship. Not that I believe in the relationship at all. Um, I believe we fall in and out of love. We have series of loves and how we define it throughout our lives. However, it works for you. I don't necessarily believe in forever, but I definitely believe in a good lily pad. And Mm -hmm. when we started this podcast, how many years ago, that was one of our very first episodes called lily padding. And it really is about everything leads to something. And it, 
it doesn't necessarily have to be your final destination. Yeah. Exactly. Rebound guy. Sometimes rebound guy is, you know, first pancake guy, right? Yeah. And sometimes, and or girl, or girl, it's not just, uh, or whomever. Right. Whomever. And so, you know, I think that you could, in retrospect, as much of a dick as that guy was. He was the only very regret, protective. He was the very only, yeah, protective. The only, yeah. The only regret is that I wish that you weren't, we weren't living together when you were go, when you were in that relationship, because I yeah. can see the value in that relationship because yeah. you needed a good lily pad between um, this, between, you know, dickhead and Henry. And, yeah. and so this, this dude did provide you with that. I mean, he did, he showed you a good time, which. Oh. Yeah. Not for nothing, you know. Yeah, he, he was a degenerate gambler, but sometimes those people are fucking fun. He, you know? he really, he really got me back out of my shell. He was, he, he, what he did, what was the purpose of the relationship that I see is, I felt very protected with him. He knew three different types of martial arts, and if when I was having trouble with Eric, he would sleep in front of me with a knife under the under the mattress. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. And that's, I think that's all I needed, really. I yeah. think that's why uh -huh. I put up with what I did, because yeah. I just needed to know that I was physically not, and he would never let anything happen to the kids. That's <clears> true. true. And yeah, like he, he, wasn't, he wasn't a dick to the kids. No. I'll give him that. Yeah. He, he, I felt very, uh, I felt very protected, although he, it was like, he still psychologically wasn't the best. He was, he definitely I had to get out of my shell, get back into being a woman because at the time I met him, I, I, I was guarded so much that I like grew out my beard hair. <laughs> like I had beard <laughs> hair and I had gray streak. Remember that? You remember that? Uh -huh. Like I just, and I was like 300 pounds and I, yeah. I just uh -huh. was so protective of myself and he really enjoyed me. He wasn't like, he really enjoyed who I was and we really did have a good time and I did appreciate that. His assignment was fucking done. Yes. Yeah, his, <laughs> his assignment was fucking done clear and it was fast. And uh but I'm but I'm grateful and and yes, everything I have to say is Donna, you were hundred percent and I see why and you know, I validate that and I, you have to meet me where I was at and um but I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for those lessons because now I know how to be treated, and Henry treats me like uh, an empress. I mean, I, I uh -huh. need for nothing, and I'm taken care of, and he's uh -huh. very affectionate and, and sweet. And I didn't—I wouldn't have thought I deserved that if I didn't have John right. in between. You, right, yeah. right. You needed—you needed the in between. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's that. So let's go back to why I'm not giving you lottery numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask, tell you why. Is because. For some reason, yeah, they will give me, they will tell me when to get a scratch off. Like I need, I got a scratch off a couple of weeks ago. I won a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Like they'll tell me when I need to do something and, mm -hmm. and it feels right. But it's always for a good job. It's more of like, it's like getting a C and a star on, on a yeah. paper. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> right? It's so true. I have to say throughout our lives, you know, I, I was just telling Sophie, I have had, um, long stretches of time where I would have 10 cents in my checkbook. Right. Right. Like yeah. that's just enough to keep the fucking account open many, right. many times in my life. I've also had many, many times in my life where I've had more than $50,000 in my check, checking right. account for long stretches of, of 
time. Right. And I tell her, I feel exactly the fucking same way each time that that right. happens right. because right. of the relationship that I have with money for good or for bad, whatever it is, which is mostly bad. But, um, but when you and I are together or we're together and regardless if we're flush, if we're not flush, if we're, you know, we've, We've fed the, we've, you know, done things with the kids with literally the change in the couch. And, and we've also had lots of money and treated them, whatever. Right. But there have been so many times where we would just like, no, like we would win. We're (laughs) going to win. We're going to win. I'll be right back. Yep. And then we'd have food money. It would be, it's, it's, and the times that it happens, it's funny that, um, I just joked about, we, we had family game day two weeks ago when we played horrified Yeah. and um, poor Sophie's boyfriend, Nico's dad. So cute. He's so cute. Um, he, we were like, we apologize ahead of time. We're really competitive and <laughs> we're loud or whatever. And he's like, and Sophie was like, he doesn't like to play games. And then, and then he goes, uh, I just don't like to play Clue. And I was like, try playing Clue with your fucking psychic sister. And I don't mean you, Kathy. No, no, Tracy. You were Tracy. Yeah. Tracy, as a kid, do you know this, Addie? That as a kid, Tracy was not good at playing games. She was very often, she didn't like, she didn't really play well with others, including her sisters, her cousins, her neighbors, and friends. But every once in a while, when she was in a calm mood, we could play a game. And so we would try to play Clue. We played a lot of Clue yeah. in our house because my yeah. mom was a fucking mystery nut. So she loved it. And she would play with us a rare game. She never right. really played board games with us. But Clue, she would play. Yeah. <laughs> and Tracy would just put her little fat chin on her hands and be like, mm, I think it's, you know, it's probably, yeah, it's probably Miss Scarlet because... It just is. She was like 10 years old. And more often than not, she would actually, we did treat that like a parlor trick. We would like show our cousins and stuff like, watch this. And there were oftentimes the clue game game would just disintegrate into like, what's in the envelope? (laughs) Like we just played that with her. So I told Caleb, listen, it's not as bad as playing clue with your psychic sister. Talk about ruining a good time. Yeah. But there were many times when, um, you know, we'd be at a casino. Everybody knows the the yellow shirt snappy snap story, and we're right. very superstitious. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, my odometer went to all eights. Yeah. And I, was, I was driving my new boss around. My boss, not new, but I was driving my boss around, and I pulled into the stewards, and she's like, um, are you good? Like, why, you know, why are we stopping or whatever? I was like, oh, my odometer is at all eights. I have to buy a scratch off. And she knows <laughs> me enough to be like, Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then I got it, and I went in, and I told the person who worked there, I was like, mm, I need the winning, the winning one, whatever that is. And she's like, okay, and it was a two dollar one. And uh, I go in and scratch it off, and uh, Jamie goes, "Did you win?" I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Of course you did." And I just went in, and I won ten bucks. <laughs> it was like I just knew. That's right. I win. And we've had that. And there have been many times, Kathy, when you and I, not just winning, there was one time we were living together early on and Donovan was just, we were just taking him to doctors and stuff. And I'll never forget, I was like, 
I think $167, $182, like some less than 200, more than 150 mm -hmm. short on um, paying for the electric to stay on. And in the mail came a random check from someplace. It was yes. like a refund. For it was insurance. like a refund for an overpay of an insurance. I Something. remember that. Yeah. It was Something. an overpay. And it for was, insurance. it was exactly <laughs> that number. Yep. Exactly that number. And the whole thing is that you have to be open to receiving that. And that's a part of why people are like, when you're so like fixated on winning, that's why gamblers don't win. Like degenerate, like I don't know the word, but if like you are obsessed, if you gamble to have a good time, you're going to mm -hmm. win. If mm -hmm. you gamble because you have to win, you're not going to win mm -hmm. because that's not the purpose of your life to, to survive in the world. You have to be, you have to be, you know, in an inclusive situation to have purpose. Mm -hmm. Your purpose is not to be so stressed out that you're depending on chance to win. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's, 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 uh, mostly gamblers don't really don't really win in life because it's a it's a it's a fixation on something well, the, and it's not of service and the people who actually make a living at it they're just mathematicians and it's, right it's like that's work. A different right they're like, like at a, a panel at a nuclear power plant you know they're just like, right a hundred percent so yeah. but if you're just gambling at a chance to make a living like harvey who's amazing that guy from the Harvey was the guy, the big guy with the cigar who, oh, yeah. who I, when I first was playing craps and uh -huh. I kept winning and winning and he kept giving me his money because he had four kids. I think it was Harry. I think it was Harry. Harry, Harvey, yeah. uh, Harry. Um, he kept giving me money because I kept rolling for so long and he made like thousands and thousands of dollars off of my rolls. And yeah. he was like, I have four kids to feed. Right. And so he was banking on, is he going to meet another Kathy? Probably not. Yeah, and right. He was lucky that time. And so it made me sad that, like, you know, that's how you're making your money. So mm -hmm. anyway, mm -hmm. that's a whole other podcast that we could talk about. So I forgot what I was what I was mentioning. What was I talking about? We were about, talking Don? about lottery numbers. Oh, and like, yeah. Why I can't give you the lottery numbers is because if I got the lottery numbers, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't be doing. <laughs> we wouldn't be I'm doing thinking. dick. <laughs> would not be healing and helping and supporting people. I would be in the mountains with my boat and my fishing bowl pole. Your Zebco fishing pole. <laughs> yep. My, the one where I can press the button and go. Yeah. Zebco, yep. yeah. Uh -huh. yep. And uh, with my worms that I buy at the general store and that's it. So is that, is that life going to serve me for my is next chapter? Purpose? No. That's not going to bring me, I could have that life, but that's not going to bring me closer to the path of my leveling up. So you can have an easy way. You can do that, but, but that's not good. You're going to end up coming back and doing it again until you learn these lessons. Mm -hmm. So the contract that I made in this life was that I was going to do this job. I was not going to take the easy way, obviously, and learn as many lessons as possible so that when I do transition into the next realm, uh, which is going to be amazing and awesome. Uh, I don't. I might not have to come back, and I could be a helper on the next realm. That's my goal. My goal is that I don't come have to come back, and I could help in another way. I can't do that if I'm in the mountains with my Zipco fishing pole, <laughs> playing scratch offs. I can't. I will. I will say that when I read you all the horses for the Kentucky Derby, and you keep up with nothing of it, mm -hmm. you did react to the one that is the favorite. You laughed. 
at yeah. epicenter is the is the odds favorite. Right, but if I win this, I still have to work. That's, that's <laughs> if I win, yes. I still have to work. So that's why if you if you look at those shows of people who win the lottery, they're not yeah. happy. Uh-uh. They're not always happy. No. Uh, you know, money does not bring you happiness. It can make your life happier. No, I I've always I've told the story on the podcast before when I worked at a restaurant in Beacon as a young person, you know, the restaurant where there were so many, it was so dysfunctional, crazy people I worked with. Um, there was a guy who showed up out of nowhere who was uh, suddenly being a prep cook and he was friends with the chef and he lived in Connecticut and he won the lotto. And this was in the 90s before social media, before... Anyway, word got around in his town, and his ex-wife came out out of nowhere, threatened to sue him. She was entitled to it, even though they had been divorced for a few years, and he was up on his child support. He wasn't right. behind. Um, he said uh, two people brought their sick kids to his door, like, and he, he just couldn't hack it. And so he needed a place to hide out. I don't yeah. know what ever happened to him. I do know that he was um, somebody who did self-medicate. So, I mean, as most restaurant, you know, it's hard right. to find a chef that's not self-medicating. <clears throat> um, yeah, and I always remember that dude. I always remember him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, you know, it's really great to, you have, you can, like you manifest for energy and what you need, you manifest for money, but you'll be provided for what you need. Yeah. Not necessarily what you dream of. What you think you need. What you think you want. What you yeah, think you different. want. It might not be good for you. But I manifest. We, ma- I just burned like three dragon bloods, you know, because I'm like, I really want to manifest um, all energy coming in. And I manifest for the, those things and I put it out there. But it's about receiving. It's not about money. And Ener- money and energy are the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you have to be open to receive all that you need and all that's going to help you to level up. So let go of the expectations of what you think you need. You'll get what you want when you humble yourself and realize that what you want is could be very simple. Instead of these big dreams of having like a multi-million dollar house and a big yacht and stuff, that's not going to make you happy. That's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And if you're living on $40,000, do you know how to even... What would you do with all that money? Mm-hmm. You know, do you know how to use that money anyway? Is that the purpose? You know, do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're put in this life in the path because what you have is useful for the people you're connected with. So if you jump up, you know, in these big hordes of abundance, what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you going to act when you have low energy and then all of a sudden, a miracle happens and you have all this abundance of energy, you don't know how to manage it. And then you're going to wear yourself out because mm-hmm. you don't know how to, you got to go slow. You got to, you got to go with the process. So that's why in a nutshell, I don't give out the lottery numbers and that's why I don't win the lottery, <laughs> <laughs> Right. but I do win scratch offs and I will yeah. win on a craps table and I will win all the time. I'm a winner uh, and the craziest things, right? I will get yes. that. Right, Don, remember? Yes. I won that dollar, and that was the best dollar at the Italian Center. Oh, my just God. Just to prove a point. Fucking assholes. These old men. Yep. Old misogynists. Yep. Who said, okay. And they I told like, us, we, um, you know, those, like, those carnival fair games that they're not quite 
they're not quite the actual game, so it was kind of like a pseudo-craps game. It was a dice game. And we went up to the table like, oh, this is this looks like it's fun. And we were specifically told that this was no place for women. It was like craps. It was like we yeah. know how to play craps. Right. It's like our vaginas really, really don't interfere with dice rolling. And I could smoke a fucking cigar and with a vagina. vagina. And if my vagina did, that would be a whole different living. I wouldn't be at your dumb carnival, by the way. Right. There would be tricks on the vagina. <laughs> I'd be. <laughs> there would be carnival vagina exactly. tricks. So for the most part, me picking up dice is not going to make a difference. So no. they were. So we were like, no. <laughs> if we bet a dollar and it, we knew we know crafts. He's like, if you put a dollar down right now, you only win if you get double sixes and you and looked at me <laughs> i have never been more confident in my life that kathy was gonna roll what she needed to roll in except in that moment and i was like okay here's fucking five dollars that's right and you then, put five, you I put put five, five dollars, dollars on me i love it and then and then kathy was like yeah but that's all the money we have for a cannoli or whatever <laughs> yeah, so we, i said I, I can't get a cannoli <laughs> you said you'll get a cannoli and i exactly Sophie's calling. Hold, please. No, and so, um, and so, I looked at you and I said, "Do it." And, and you I were said, like, "Okay." And then, <laughs> and you rolled fucking box cars. Boom. And then I knew done. it. Give me my ten dollars, bitch. Now we're getting two exactly, cannolis. exactly. <laughs> two and we took the money the and and we and they were like, "Are you going to play more? You took no. all our money." We're like, "Fuck you, no." I said, <laughs> "We have vaginas. We know how to do with our money. We walk away." <laughs> We had nothing to prove. Yeah, that was the best. Like, it wasn't when, even. It was. It was so predetermined. It, it was like. Yeah. I was so sure. I, there was no doubt in my mind you were going to roll those double sixes. When you tell me to do something, I go I know. okay. I, that's why I'm your minion. I feel like I'm <laughs> you you your like, minion. I know. You tell me to do something, I do it. You're like Kathy, go downstairs and get money for for breakfast. Okay. Like I'm a robot. Okay. And I come back and I go and play crafts. I come back with like a hundred bucks, you know, here you go. It's like, it, it's so funny. It's true. When you have no doubt, you had such faith in me. Mm-hmm. And when you know, I could do stuff like that. And it was just to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you tell me to do stuff and I don't know why, but you had to prove a point to somebody else. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what? You're like, do this. Okay. <laughs> So I'm sure there have been stories where I don't know what I'm doing. And I, okay. Yes. Know your role. That's the most important thing. Oh, know all your, your role. All your younger oh. sisters out there. Know, know your, your role. role. As I rolled snake, I roll, know your role or the double roll box. Card. Oh my gosh. It is so much what we do, Donna. It's just so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> I still tell the story about Kevin. We've told it on the podcast, but it's one of my favorite stories of empowerment. When we had our misogynist, guy neighbor who's uh when his um the misogynist did you what say, did I say? was he a massage therapist i didn't mean to say <laughs> misogynist <laughs> massage therapist he was a massage therapist and he hated women so yeah. uh <laughs> and black people and jewish people and black people and he kept, women. He kept bringing up you guys are interracial this family is interracial he brought it up so much and then you go uh-huh Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. it happened and it was a good thing mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, and when you made that, that's another incident where you that's said, "That's the guy." Wait, that's the guy that Sophie, when Sophie was little, and you know, we we there wasn't enough black influence in her life when she was little, and so when she was in kindergarten and she was like learning about her blackness, and she said to me. Um, what's it like to be a black woman and, or what's, yeah, what I want to know what it's like to be a black woman. I said, I have no idea. It sounds really amazing. You're going to have to tell me it's going to be great. And she was like, yeah, it's going to be great. But her interpretation of that was she told our new neighbor, this dude, this is my aunt Donna. She wants to be a black lady. (laughs) (laughs) And what am I going to, I'm not going to say no. I was like, True story. Hashtag. <laughs> like I didn't. I didn't say hashtag because it was the nineties. I was or the two thousands. I was like, yeah, I'm not. What am I gonna? Say? Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what she says. That's okay. We're going with that. We were his nightmare. We were, were his, his fucking nightmare. We were his nightmare. And that night when it snowed so much, and Donovan was still. I still. I feel like I still had breast milk. I don't know. Like he was so mm-hmm. little. He was little, and, little, 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 and. Um, yeah, he was only like four months or five months yeah, old. Five months old, so he was yeah. still nursing, and it was Sunday, and we were making gravy. Yeah, we were making tomato sauce, and you had your, you had your, you know, dish towel over your shoulder, stained and, like mom. And then I had breast milk, and I'm holding the baby, and it was no your bra. typical, it was your yeah. typical lifetime looking like I was a busy mom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. You all, I don't know what was going on. I was outside removing snow. Right. And he always, you know, needed to, you know, swing his dick around about having a big snow blower. And he's like, I'll help you. I'll help you. Wait, I'll help you out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I hear this incredibly cacophonous noise. And I look over and he has a chain stuck in the rotating blade of the snow blower and he's like god damn it he can't get it out he can't loosen it up and the one thing kathy can do is handle a piece of machinery (laughs) that's one of your one of your many talents i don't know exactly why but if you don't have you don't have something working she's gonna get it to work and so i go into the kitchen and I was like, she doesn't go out. tell me anything. She said, just go says, out there, go out there, and and fix Kevin's snowblower. Because if you fix the snowblower, then I don't have to finish. Because he'll right, he'll it. right. And so he, but he. There's I was the like, alternative motive there, not to. But, <laughs> no, but I said no, and I, but I said to him, I said, let me go get Kathy, and he was like, Kathy can't help me. <gasps> See. That's Challenge accepted, little motherfucker. She can't, leprechaun she can't fucking roll boxcars, bitch. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, like, and of course I listened to nobody and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I hear him like, just, no, it's okay, Kaz. I got, I, I'll figure it out. And you were like, listen, it's cold out. I got no bra on. <laughs> you were like, I was in a t-shirt. I left with a towel, <laughs> breast milk stain, no bra. And don't forget I'm three fitty. Okay. I'm three fitty. <laughs> <laughs> and I look like a maniac. My hair's crazy. I have a special needs kid and it's crazy right now. But needless to say, you told me to do something, I'm going to do it. 
So I just head out and he's talking, don't worry. I ignored him. I was so pissed off that I had to be out in the cold. And I was like, let me see it. I said, do you have a chisel? Do you have a hammer? He said, yeah. I said, get it for me. Put it on its side. Now I'm going to bend down. I said, lean on my back. He's like, what? Sit down and lean on my back. So I pull the chain and I'm hammer. I said, pull this. I'm hammering it out. The chain comes out. I said, is it off? Yes. I turn it back over. I said, turn it back over. It starts up. I got to go back to my sauce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His wife is like... What? <laughs> and, and then I go in a few minutes later. You're like, is it fixed? I'm like, it's fixed. Now let's just fucking get the sauce on. I'm like, I'm so mad. <laughs> Dumb piece of shit. Thinks that women, women aren't here to entertain you, make you feel comfortable, you fucker. I was like, my vagina fixed your fucking slow blower. Okay. So why I don't remember you back one day off? he said, how come you girls don't dress up more? <gasps> yeah oh my god see if he said that to me if i heard I, that i would i would lift my no bra shirt i said this I, is why oh you see yeah, these yeah. titties they're real they're not here <laughs> for you they're to feed my kid i get so mad about that dress up for what i don't need no man oh my god <laughs> this went on a high horse again high horse so, Donnie got distracted. What's going on? I am. Sophie's telling me she can't go tonight. Hold on. Because let me tell she's her. sick. No, tell she's not. Sophie. Hold on. Call you right back. Oh, my God. Um, she just keeps question. calling me. She keeps, just keeps calling me. Okay. But we weren't even going to talk about all this stuff, by the way. It's Mother's well, I Day. I wanted to recap that. I, I don't know why we – I guess it's just a good time to talk about. It's always a good refresher of why we have purposes and why um, we win. We're winners. So, what else were we going to talk about? Oh, Apollo's coming. Are we talking about Apollo? Sure. Yes, okay. So, you might know, like, segue <laughs> into that, into me showing everybody my, my tits hung crazy, is that right now you might feel some energy shifting because we're getting into Apollo time, right? The summer solstice is coming. So, I'm noticing when I'm with my clients that everybody is having a burst of some form of energy and flow. It is because we have been in our gathering states from being with Isis in the moon uh, with our fall, winter, and then getting it, our spring has been dark. Where we are, spring has been dark. So, depending on where you live, it might be very sunny and great. But right now, the, where we live, it's been very gray. And so we're kind of at the gate ready to like burst out of energy. When we are getting for our summer, our, our Apollo time, it's about uh, action. So everything that you have gathered and worked on is now coming to fruition. So there's no more gathering. What you have manifested and what you have wanted and what you have is what you're working with now for the next season. So that time for you to want more, ask more, and gather more, that's not, this is now not the time. Now is the time to see what you have so that you can put it into action. So it's action time. And then once the 21st comes, right, that's the highest point of when Apollo makes his entrance and says, ta-da, here's the fire, here's the passion, get ready to really feel the action of your destination for this time. So if you're feeling a little bit emotional, if you're feeling um, you're not quite sure, like you're, you're feeling in a transitional spot, it's very normal. Trust the process. And the universe is going to help you 
find out what your purpose is because it's everything that's going to help you in your future life. It's destiny driven. Everything is destiny driven now. There's not much more you can do except for follow, follow your path and instincts. It's a very interesting time. You know, uh, for the card of the, for the, for this week, it was the turtle, which was to stay calm, which was to go with the flow. Uh, it was to be independent and feel that you're protected and have patience. Uh, and what's interesting is that we already found out what the, what the animal of the spirit for next week is, and it's the shark. I just gave you a tidbit for all you Patreon people. The shark is now coming in, which is interesting. We go to turtle to shark. Um, so the turtle is kind of mentioning that we have to be grounded in our, in our ancestral, uh, in our DNA of who we are, having radical acceptance for what's about to come. So don't try to change yourself too much because you need the characteristics to do the jobs that you are, you are destined to do. Uh, we often try to change who we are to fit into probably a job or, or an occupation or a relationship. And Spirit is saying, don't do that because you need to have certain characteristics to do the jobs that you've been given. And so the last card that came out was the King of Swords, the Knight of Swords. Now, the Knight of Swords is about aggression. It's being very aggressive and being impulsive. And they're warning you not to be impulsive in your decision-making, in your reactions. Because we've been held up so much in the darkness, once the light hits, we want to go out blaring like the, like the horses. That's what I use, the horses out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, don't do that. Stop for a second and take your time. It's not a race. It'll come back. The sun will come back. And that's where our mindsets are, is we think the sun's not coming back because we've been in the darkness for so long. That's an emotional conditioning we've had with COVID, um, with COVID, with relationships, with situations. And they're trying to say the sun will come up again. Follow the sun. That's literally a statement. Follow the sun. The sun will come up again. You have to trust it's not leaving, and it doesn't. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. We tend to have that mindset when we don't see something, it must not be there. Just like what our life path is. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. You know. So it's a very powerful time. So let's start working on our solstice work, our summer solstice work, and start mm -hmm. getting our action. That means we need to get moving, do your 30-30-30, 30 minutes of exercise, 30 minutes of reading and writing, and 30 minutes of spiritual work, whether it's meditation, um, meditation, whatever it is that you do, take a walk on the rail trail, whatever it is, that's your spiritual work. Make sure that you start getting into a routine to get your body back in action. Start training your mind. Start, remove yourself from gossip and start being, you know, rational based and get into the flow of the power that's about to come. Mm. And that's my message for today. Mm. I just keep thinking about you coming out of anesthesia or you being <laughs> in anesthesia and you are crying hysterically because the sun won't come back. Yeah, maybe because I thought I was dead. I don't know. I know. <laughs> no. know. It's very know. funny. I thought it was hysterical. And then a good friend was like, that's not funny. That's not funny. Because they take, you have to remember, Donna, people do people do listen to me. Unlike you, they do, they do listen to my words and my sage advice. 
my sage talk. You were yeah, like, ah, doctor, she's so funny. The doctor was uh, had turned the light off, the fluorescent lights in the room, and you were like, the sun is never coming back. <laughs> I oh also didn't God. like guacamole. You didn't though. like guacamole. You were crying, and we were like, we'll put the light back on. Look, the sun's back. And you were, it was very funny. I'm telling I mean, you. I need to find it. I need to find that clip. Yeah, don't do that because then people text me and ask me if I'm okay. They think I'm having surgery. I know. People don't read. Please read. Posts. I know. Don't just watch I videos. Know. Please. It is I, very I love, I love, I love, I love our listeners. I love my, our fan base. I love our clients. I love, I love. It's a lot, though, when they all come at me <laughs> in a loving way. It's a lot of love. It's I know. amazing. It's amazing. Know. You're it's, like, Donna just posted that. It was a throwback. It was a throwback. I promise I'm okay. I have to send pictures. <laughs> I have to send myself smiling at them yeah. to let them know I'm okay. I love that. That makes me feel really good. I'm so so um, before we go, I just want to say tomorrow is Mother's Day. And as someone who um, doesn't have great memories of Mother's Day celebrations, first of all, I was a waitress, my you know, a server in restaurants my whole fucking life so it's the worst it's amateur hour people trying to force families to have a good time are the worst people on the planet that's why i hated the nutcracker at the theater no human traffickers are the worst people on the planet well yes okay but but as someone who worked in the service industry they're the worst people (laughs) so mother's day valentine's day are always the worst so um yeah i never so besides always having to work on mother's day and deal with those kind of people um and then my own mother having crazy stuff around mother's day it's not really the best i do stay off of social media and i know it's easy to say you know just stay off social media but i actually do tomorrow because everyone the the post just be just be really conscious of when you share posts that like everybody has a mother and regardless mm. she's still your mother no don't so, do that don't yeah do don't that. fucking do that don't do that take please it from don't. me I, we're asking please don't, don't do, that. do that yeah uh there yeah. are mothers who have there are mothers who have abused their children and they have to live with that there are mothers who have died young mm-hmm. you know who, there mm-hmm. there are people who have had their beautiful moms who have passed on at an early age and it's heartbreaking there are people who are trying to be a mother and can't be a mother. There yeah. are mothers who, you know, there's so many scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. There there are mothers that are estranged. There are kids that are estranged with their mothers, and it's just mm-hmm. a sore subject. Mm-hmm. And there are fantastic moms out there. You know, yes. there's a, the, you know, I'm a great mom. I love celebrate. my kids. Yeah, right. I celebrate. You're but a great mom. Selfie's a great mom. But don't assume everybody yes. has great moms. Just exactly. like I don't assume everybody has a great dad. I always quantify when people. Yes, 100%. We, yeah. had a, we had a good dad. But our mom was a little iffy. And so when somebody says Happy Mother's Day, I say every day is Mother's Day for me. Because I mm-hmm. love being a mom and I have my kids. And I think it puts a lot of pressure on people to uh, force and obligate a relationship that's not there. And that's a very healthy, unhealthy practice. Mm-hmm. It's an unhealthy practice for not living truth-based feelings. So if 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 Donna was my mother or I was Donna's mother and we're not talking but it's Mother's Day and other people are forcing us to have a breakfast together, that's not fun. We're not ready for that day. That's not fair to do that. And yeah. so, you know, even though we love, you know, it's like that's what that's the example is that don't force relationships because it's a hallmark situation. 
And and if you really love your mother, I hope that you don't spend just one day sending her flowers. You know, right. so, uh, Sophie sends me notes every day. Mom, I love you so much. Thank you for being the best mom. That's all I need. Donovan says, Mom, you're all right. That's all I need. <laughs> you're all right, Mom. Thank don't, you. Thank you, Donovan. Don't embarrass me, but I'll, I love you. Don't embarrass me. You know, I'm the dark side of you, but I love you anyway, Mom. Yes, mm -hmm. Donovan, thank you. That's all I need. I don't need him to make a big deal. And I love when I get my colored things. He, he colors pictures for me in the mail. He doesn't do that on Mother's Day. He does it when he feels like he's, he's thinking about me. I'd rather have an organic connection than a forced connection. Uh -huh. And so I hope that if you do love your mother and you are have a great relationship with your mom, that you do something special. But understand that's not everybody around you. Yeah. And just be conscious of other people. Yeah. And be mindful. That's all we're saying. Yeah. And I always thank you for that. I always tell the story about the acquaintance. Like I didn't know her that well. She's a friend of a friend and saw her about a month after our mother passed. And I was not, I had mourned the death of my mother well before my mom actually died. And, you know, it was to a certain extent, it was a relief. And yeah, I, I, there yeah. was a relief when mom died. I was feeling yeah. the same way. I, right. I, I grieved for three days because it's a and, thing, but yeah. And this acquaintance yeah. said, Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. Very appropriate thing to say. And that's fine. Thank you so much. You must be so sad. You must feel such a void. You must feel, and she went on and I said, actually, no, I'm okay. Like, really, I'm okay. I know you're putting on a strong face for everybody. She would not fucking stop to the point where she cried. And it was obviously about her. Right. But right. she was projecting on me. And I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to have ended the conversation unless I said, you're right. Thank you for giving me the safe space to have all the true feelings that I want to share with you, someone I barely know. Right. She that's she was not going to be satisfied unless I did that. But I I had to be kind of I was really curt. I was like, no, I had a very dysfunctional relationship with my mother. She hasn't talked to me in years. She was actually very cruel to me around Mother's Day. I I don't. I'm okay. I'm really okay with her not being in my life now permanently. Believe me. And she was just like she just wouldn't accept it. She was just she just truly believe but she's still your mom and i i'll never forget i'll never forget that fucking conversation it annoyed me and it kind of ruined my friendship with her i didn't want to spend any time with her and you know yeah unfortunately she passed away and people were like oh did you hear so and so died and i was like yeah <laughs> i just was like disconnected sorry to hear it but mm -mm. everybody I, sanctified her i just didn't have that for her yeah yeah well, I think that people come for, try to come from a really good place, but I think a mindful place is even better. Correct. That's all we're advocating for. I think I should stop right there. That was really good. I should that was good. Stop, yeah. stop talking. Just to end. <laughs> I think we're done for, t for today. Yes. All right. Thank you. I hope fun everybody enjoys the Kentucky Derby, and I hope they win money if they actually bet. And, um, yeah. All right. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.
of my way.